This is a, a headline of Tristan Justice's article. These Moroccans are so fed up with Portland and Sacramento that they want to redraw state borders. To that we might go, yay! But wait a minute, not so fast. Not so fast. Because even though they're out there saying that, we need to withdraw, we need to, we need to do this to state borders. They bristle at the idea that they would want to form a new state. That's a foreign concept. And this is where I say this infectious mental disease of, I, I think, misplaced faux patriotism, that's a grace that's keeping the American Union together. I believe to the detriment of many. By the by, I have a small retraction to make. The Louisiana Senate did vote to override Governor Emperor Bell Bonaparte IV's veto of the Female Protection and Athletics Act, or whatever they called it. Basically, uh, men, men and boys can't participate in girls' sports. It's illegal. But yesterday afternoon, the feckless, worthless, useless Louisiana House of Representatives failed to concur with that veto override, and it went down in flames. If you live in Louisiana, this is a state that is ripe for segregation. When I say segregation, I mean all of those in favor of a Republican form or monarchical form of Christendom government going this side of the line, all the rest of you, screw you guys, we're going ham. It's about time to part company with these people and to end the tyrannical uh, existence that we have under a constitution that has 287 amendments to it. I'm not making it up. 287. We need to wipe the slate clean, go back to the constitution of 1811, tell all the rest of the state that it has been incorporated since, uh, you're on your own. Call yourself North Louisiana, whatever the hell you want to call yourself. And then there will probably be other divisions. I think that this is the way forward. Now, what's interesting to me is Tristan Justice writes this entire 4,000-word essay, and basically at the end of it winds up concurring with me. <laughs> so I'm going to spoil the party and give you the spoiler alert or the conclusion first. At a time when comparisons to the 1850s abound, with a new administration ushered in at a volatile moment of historical political polarization, the real story of America's crack-up is playing out quietly in places like rural eastern Oregon. The United States won't likely see an 1862-style civil war with armies and tanks mounting a full-scale revolution. 
Regime leader Biden made that clear last month when he bizarrely celebrated American independence with a pledge to put one out with a nuclear bomb. But what America could see on the horizon and might already be seen is the balkanization of the country with regional campaigns to reimpose self-government by reimagining the states in order to maintain the union through governable separation. It might lack the pathos of a charge on the U.S. Capitol, but, uh, but it might actually save the republic. Uh, Tristan, there is no republic left to save. There may be some small republics, <laughs> but there, are, there is no republic writ large left to save. We live in an oligarchical democracy. Okay? Understand that. And that affects every man, woman, live, and, 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 and child living in the oligarchical democracy. And then he concludes. One of the things that people say is, oh, this can't happen. And when you're looking backwards, they're probably right. This guy that was interviewed for the story, whose last name is Earhart, told the Federalist. But if we look where we are right now and are looking forward, I absolutely believe that this is not only likely to happen in Oregon, but it will also happen in the rest of the United States. Close. Quote. So... How did they get to this point in Oregon? It's a good question. In the state where you live, do you have this situation? Let me give you a couple of states where you should say the answer is yes. Okay? If you live in what is known as New Tenochtitlan, that's New York. New York City! Not just New York City. New York, you live in an oligarchical democracy, and if you do not live on Manhattan Island and you're not a Democrat libtard, you have no representative government at the state level. And the state is pretty much running roughshod over your county, the county running roughshod over your little uh, uh, city, town, or village. You do not get to practice self-government. It may seem like you have some freedom, but you really don't. Because there's no way you can vote your way out of that. You're always going to lose because of Manhattan Island, the uh, the uh, the boroughs of New of New York, so what's called New York. So you're going to lose every time. If you're an upstater and you find yourself very conservative, very Christian, what have you, you're poop out of luck in New York. Same deal if you live in Western Massachusetts. You get absolutely this much representation on Beacon Hill. Zero point. You're not represented. You can send people there if you want. They're going to get outvoted every single time. You have no chance to elect a governor that is friendly with your agricultural lifestyle. You're just screwed. If you live in Pennsylvania, and if you're not a libtard democrat living in filthy Nelphia, you're poop out of luck in your state legislature, even though 
where Republicans own it and the Senate, they can't seem to get the governor's mansion. And you know, why? Because of Philadelphia. Pennsylvania needs to be split into probably four, maybe six different republics. And watch what would happen once Philadelphia had to go its own way. It would become a cesspool of crime and scum, kind of like uh, what Obi-Wan told Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. Most likely, hmm, there's never a more wretched hide of, of, of villainy and scum. Come, we must be careful. Now, most of Philadelphia is already filled with villainy and scum. You separate it and make it its own little republic? Oh, what an absolute unmitigated human rights crisis abuse waiting to happen that becomes. Pennsylvania, another example. A.A. Ron's beloved Illinois. I know A.A. Ron loves Southern Illinois. It's beautiful. If you've ever driven through, it's farm country. Beautiful. He and every one of the uh, 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 the fighting Illini, which are in Southern Illinois, for example, the college, you're screwed. You have no chance whatsoever because your state house is completely controlled by the Democrats of Chicago. You can, you'll never elect the closest you guys came. What an irony this is! To maybe having some kind of a voice in Springfield was Blagojevich. And, of course, we all know what Obama did to him and what happened to him. Uh, and I know, look, I'm not saying anything about Blagojevich. You could have done worse. Illinois is another one. Needs to be split. The people in southern Illinois have no voice in state government whatsoever. And every time they try to do something in the county, the state goes, we're going to sue you and make you stop. My beloved Peach State of Georgia. I love Georgia. Or I used to love it. The home of Bulldog Key in Athens, Georgia. Again, the existence of Hotlanta now being a cesspool of scum and villainy now makes the state open for a Stacey Slobrums. That lying, conniving, fat communist. Can you imagine the people, the good people of Georgia, the good country folk that you'll meet anywhere, good southern gents and, and, and ladies, you drive around any of the rural areas of Georgia, you'll just love Georgia and Georgians being governed by a vindictive, baby-killing lesbian like that. Could happen very soon. They're working on it. The great state, I'm, I'm just going down a list here of how stupid it is to remain in our current political alignments, especially if you're good Christian people. Now, some people are going to say, we're not going to leave our state and let them take it over. We're going to fight. You're going to lose. And unless you're actually going to have and wage a religious war, and I mean really rosaries drawn, crusades planned against these people, you're going to lose. They own every institution. They've already marched through them. They are connected to the, the, to the printing press, uh, the world's trade currency. You're going to lose. You're far better off separating and going your own way. They can't ruin your families. They can't, they can't ruin your communities. They will try. State by state, we're going. 
If you live in Colorado, you're screwed. And, and by the by, that was a four-year project where almost $100 million was spent to turn Colorado blue. Did you know that Colorado used to be the most solidly red state? They would call Colorado before the polls even closed in previous uh, prior to 2008. In 2008, until Obama winning it. They did that as an operation, the libtards did. They went in, they set the mail-in balloting up, they began, began working in, in county levels, they strategize it, and just like the demons that they are, they don't sleep, they don't take coffee breaks, they freaking pulled it off. Colorado is a lost cause. Again, why? Because of Denver and Boulder and Colorado City. Now, if you live in the northern part of Colorado, you find country folk there. Lots of them. And they have actually voted to leave Colorado and join Wyoming. Or is it South Dakota? Let's talk about my state. Louisiana. New Orleans being the largest, formerly the largest city. And Baton Rouge, which is now the largest city. Run by who? Democrats. It is almost impossible now for a good, solid Christian conservative to campaign for the governor's mansion in Baton Rouge and win because, number one, they lie and they cheat in New Orleans and they have for decades. Uh, but then now they do the same thing in Baton Rouge, which is why Edwards is on his second term. Another example of a state, and in this state, particularly the southern part, is largely Catholic. It is not, I have no, I have no problem imagining a Napoleon, a pre-Napoleonic French system of Catholic government from Highway 190, maybe even a little north of that, all the way to the Gulf of Mexico, from Mississippi to the Sabine River. It'll never happen as long as we're attached to Baton Rouge. Never. Unless we commit to anything like, you know, screw you. Come into one of our schools and try and have that boy run against that girl, and we're going to stop you. And if you try and stop us, yes, we will physically fight you. This is what it's going to take, folks. The great state of Texas, the Constitution of 1843. Did you know? that the fathers of the, of the Republic of Texas saw this day coming and they provided for it. There's a document that had been buried. I mean, really, literally buried. It was found back in 2008. I can't remember who found it. I want to say they found it at the University of Minnesota. But they actually found the original charter because the first time Texas voted to join the Union in, their, uh, te in the Texas Territory, uh, 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 state house or, or whatever it was at the time, uh, it was voted down. People don't know that. Texas didn't mean, hey, we want to join the union. Uh, the first time they met to go vote to do it, uh, it failed. 